Support for studio sessions on KNKX comes from OB Credit Union, the original credit union of the Olympia Brewery, bringing pub-style banking to South Sound neighborhoods. OB Credit Union, offering Rainier, Pabst, Lone Star, and Olympia beer credit cards. More at obee.com cards. Hello, I'm Abe Beeson, and today KNKX proudly presents a School of Jazz studio session performance with an all-star ensemble from the Edmonds Woodway High School Jazz Band. Under the direction of Jake Bergevin, Edmonds Woodway has grown into one of the top jazz education programs in the Northwest. They've made five trips to the Essentially Ellington competition in New York City, going back about two decades. And today, we welcome four of the band's top musicians, including Nick Reinert and Tali Kamani on tenor and alto saxophones, respectively. That's Don Tran playing bass, and former School of Jazz guest DJ Max Bartron is drumming. Their mentor today is Jerome Smith, a Texas native brass player who's worked with Arturo Sandoval, Robert Glasper, Carlos Santana, and many, many others over his career. He is also a popular teacher at Seattle Jazz Night School and Seattle Jazz Ed and private as well and fellow musicians will tell you uh, Jerome Smith is one of the most talented artists in town uh, now let's bring them together here's the Edmonds Woodway High School Jazz All-Star Ensemble with Jerome Smith Thank you. 
Thank you.
Once again, this is Abe Beeson with the KNKX School of Jazz, and we're talking to the all-star ensemble from Edmonds Woodway High School and their mentor, Jerome Smith. And actually, we're going to begin with uh, a question for the director of the band at Edmonds Woodway, Jake Bergevin. Um, we are finally emerging from uh, the pandemic situation. I know a lot of bands went through some, some, uh, some trials and tribulations over the last couple of years. How has Edmonds Woodway uh, become uh, emerging from this uh, situation? Oh, thanks for having us, Abe, and thanks for that great question. I think we're doing great. I'm really, uh, really proud, and, and I, get, I blame these kids mainly because they kind of kept the fire burning in their garages when we were all kind of hunkered down in our own basements. They were like, we're playing. I don't know what you're doing. So that was fantastic, and I'm really proud of them. And uh, Jerome Smith, a, a question about your own school of jazz experience. Uh, how was uh, your education in jazz? Uh, were you first a music fan and then into jazz? How did it work for you? I, I started in uh, high school, just like everybody else, or middle school or whatever. And then getting into jazz band um, was just another thing that we did as, as musicians, as trombone players, as, as, um, as young musicians. And uh, eventually, um, there was a love for it that, that developed. I was going to major in medicine and pre-med and college and the and the music department called me and said hey what are you doing majoring in this we have a, all this scholarship for you if you major in music so i did that and did a double major i mostly just did the music though uh and then uh playing in the ensembles playing in the jazz groups playing on all the all the bands there gave me a set, sense of networking uh and getting to know the musicians in, in the school and the city and and austin where i'm from and uh just you know sort of saying, hey, can you do this gig? Hey, can you do this gig? And some of them were jazz, some of them were classical, and I just sort of gravitated toward this now, jazz. And uh, you are a multi-instrumentalist, uh, a, a fantastic tuba player, and I'll bet that is just the beginning. Um, tell us about the uh, benefits of being a, a versatile multi-instrumentalist. Sure, well, of course, um, being able to play more than one instrument makes me you know, more marketable, I can, and people can, now use me just not just for the melody stuff or the inner stuff, but the uh, the bottom stuff on the tuba also. Um, also play a little piano, working on my singing voice. Uh, not uh, not there yet, but I'm working on it. And I just basically, um, you know, I'm, I started off as trombone, and I was, I was the biggest trombone, so they switched me to tuba, and I hated it. It was just it was I was understimulated as a tubist, and so uh, I I went back to trombone, and with the tuba, I also picked up valves, which gave me trumpet and, and, and French horn, so I then had some facility with that, but I was still on tuba, and I picked up a clarinet, learned how to play clarinet, had a girlfriend that played flute, she made me play flute with her, those kind of things, and saxophone is just a, a you know, hop skip from those things, so I kind of have a pretty good um, uh, vocabulary for all the instruments and proficiency with all the instruments, and of course music school helped, you know, make that easier or make that more you know, strong, strength, strengthen that for me. So uh, it's, made, it's made me extremely, uh, a really, you know, marketable and an excellent teacher. When I, I don't have to think about the fingering, I can just tell them the finger I know uh, for, the, for the students that I have for the number of, you know, groups that I teach for. Now, you kind of uh, uh, teased a little bit about how your professional career got, start, got started and, and you were sidetracked from a, a, a career as a doctor. Uh, but uh, how, how was uh, your early career uh, as a professional musician? Um, were there jobs that you, you were working and you said, gosh, maybe a, a, a career in dentistry isn't such a bad idea? Uh, were there uh, times when it seemed like this is going to be really difficult or has it been uh, pretty smooth going? To be honest, at the beginning, it was all smooth. I mean, uh, right away, I mean, I'm a trombone player, right? So I've got 
no buttons, and uh, and somehow I'm still able to play technically pretty fast, um, which you know makes me that that guy, um, <laughs> which is great. Um, so I'm one of the trom the trombone players, you know, first call, it's uh, ex 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 excellent, and then um, but. Uh, and, and I get called too often, in fact. I, I, I haven't, having to say no. Uh, and then the pandemic happened, and then all the gigs went away. Uh, so now um, now I do have a, a part-time job uh, where I work for a hospital, and they get I get insurance that way a couple of days a week. But for the most part, it's just music. And I'm making my, my ends meet with music. Uh, and it's, it's getting to the point where it's full, full on again. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I can't wait till I can just wake up teach music, play music, and then go to sleep. Wake up, teach music, play music, go to sleep, instead of having to do the slog of a day job. Yeah, yeah. Living the dream. Thanks, Jerome. Um, Don Tran, uh, our bass player today, I'd love to ask you a question about um, the, the scene. Uh, as Jake kind of told us, um, the kids kept up during the pandemic, but uh, how has the scene um, been recovering at Edmonds Woodway, and how was this band formed for our session today? Um, so... The scene at Edmonds Woodway, it was pretty disastrous uh, in general. In general, just like, um, like pretty sure I can speak for everyone when like life, you know, coming back to school, it's just um, very awkward, strange, bizarre. Um, I remember getting like butterflies seeing these guys again. Um, but uh, really, what really helped was like that we like to play music together, and that really helped us get back together again. And um, was there like another? This comment? band was formed how? Oh, this band was formed. Um, I don't know. I guess Mr. Virgin just really likes how we, because um, we like to jam a lot. Like any chance we get, we just play together. And um, I guess that you know caught the eye of Mr. Virgin. Virgin just gives us all the gigs. So he found this one. He just gave it to us. We're like, okay, yeah, sure. So yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, Nick Reinert, uh, our uh, wonderful tenor saxophonist. Um, tell us a little bit about, more about the opportunities you have in uh, Edmonds area and um, working outside of school. So uh, most of my gigs that I've been to, I've, I've been gigging for like that long, but I've been going to quite a bit recently, mainly because of like connections that uh, either Max or like Tally has, or sometimes Don. Um, and then I know them, so I, I have connections through them. So, like, um, we play at, like, this... Uh, we we uh, had, like, a session at this this place called the Shooter Market. Um, and I only know the guitar player from Max. And I'm pretty sure Max knows the guitar player from Tally or something like that. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we also have been... Uh, we're going to start gigging at the waterfront again. We have um, Romeo's, which is, like, a pizza joint next to, our, um, next to our school. So some of them are set up by Mr. B. Some of them... Um, we kind of just get offered by, by connections. Excellent. Excited to see you, you cats out there. Uh, Tali, um, I know um, one of the most important things for musicians is uh, maybe not necessarily even playing, but listening, especially in jazz, so you can communicate with the other players. But I wonder how much time you have to listen uh, to other music and to the records and to go out and see shows versus your own, your own playing. Is it about a 50-50 yeah, uh, I really love listening to jazz. Um, I honestly love listening to jazz, maybe even more than playing jazz. Um, I think listening is crucial, but I honestly just enjoy listening to jazz for fun. I listen to jazz when I'm like driving everywhere or just like different parts of my day. And like I listen like actively as well now. But um, when you listen, I feel like you can gain like a deeper understanding of the music and you can absorb like more vocabulary. And um, especially for saxophone, like listening to my favorite saxophonist, you know, Guys like uh, Charlie Parker, Coltrane, Sonny Stitt, 
you can um you can uh like understand more of their sound and their sound becomes like part of your sound and um i just really think that listening is great and you can like learn a lot from it so Dolly Kamani on the alto saxophone. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll wrap up with Max Bartron, a former guest DJ with the KNKX School of Jazz. Um, had a lot of fun with your show, Max. A lot of diverse, versatile uh, type of music. Uh, you are yourself a versatile musician. You've played rock and roll and, and a bit of classical music. But what is it about jazz that keeps you coming back? Yeah, back in my day, I would, you know, just play rock and pop and all that stuff. I actually still, you know, get pop rock gigs every now and then nowadays, but not as frequently as I used to. Well, anyways, um, jazz, I feel like has, is kind of limitless. I feel like a lot of other genres of music kind of have a little tighter space on what you can do, but jazz has all these subgenres of subgenres of subgenres, and you can just really do whatever you want with jazz and just the ability to you know, not be afraid to make anything new or just experiment and, you know, have as much fun as you want is what really makes jazz such a great thing. And, you know, just everything about it, to the listening, to the playing, to, you know, to meeting people, the environment, I find it the best, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> great answer. Uh, thank you all uh, so much for being here. Uh, Tali Kamani and uh, Nick Reinert and uh, uh, Don Tran and Max Bartran and Jerome Smith. Thank you so much, Jerome, Jake Bergevin. Um, thanks also to our listeners, uh, the members of the Leadership Circle and all of the members of the station. Your generous contributions make our School of Jazz possible. These live performances are uh, archived on our website. You can dig into the vast array at knkx.org. I'd also like to thank our School of Jazz sponsors, Alaska Airlines and BECU. Thanks to our audio engineer, Danny Kolke, and video producer, Bill Stewart. I'm Abe Beeson. Thank you so much for listening.